This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This ad brought to you by the Cato Institute, a nonprofit promoting American public policies based on individual liberty, limited government, free markets, and peaceful international relations, which encourages you to read and download new free reports regularly posted on their website, cato.org. From the CQ Roll Call Newsroom in Washington, this is CQ Now, your nonpartisan news source for how the inside workings of Congress and the federal government shape the real world. A top-secret military exercise last summer showed the United States can't adequately respond to a terrorist attack on nuclear missiles deployed across the northern Plains states. Congress and the Pentagon agree they need to replace the Vietnam-era helicopters that are supposed to play a vital role. But lawmakers are divided on whether to move fast to deal with the problem or to seek bids for replacement helicopters and potentially give their states a piece of the contracting action. I'm Adriel Bettelheim with CQ Roll Call, joined by CQ defense reporter John Donnelly. John, you broke the story that the military acknowledges it can't adequately respond to terrorist attacks on missile silos with the current helicopter fleet. The Air Force identified the need to replace the Huey helicopters in question back in 2004, but that hasn't happened, right? No, that hasn't happened. The Air Force has a lot of priorities on its plate and has decided not to spend that money for whatever reason. There are 62 Vietnam-era Huey helicopters in this fleet. Half of them are used for so-called continuity of government operations in Washington, D.C. area in case there's a catastrophe in the nation's capital. The other half are used to provide security for the intercontinental ballistic missiles, the ground-based ballistic missiles uh, in the northern Great Plains states deployed in uh, near Air Force bases in Montana, uh, Wyoming, and North Dakota. There are a couple requirements. The helicopters have to be able to provide security when a warhead is taken from a silo back to the base for maintenance. They literally go along the highway, the warheads do, in vehicle convoys, and the helicopters fly overhead and provide security. The other thing the helicopters do is respond in the event there is an attack, such as a terrorist attack, on one of nearly 450 silos scattered across the plains. And the first requirement, the convoy requirement, they are able to meet by doing things such as putting gas stations along the way so that they, these old helicopters can refuel and make it the, the distances they need to make it. But we've learned recently that they are unable to respond in the event of an attack. And they may be able to get there, but they don't necessarily get there in time. They don't necessarily be able to stay and fight which they may have to do. Since 9-11, the security requirement for the number of people and the amount of equipment has gone up, and these old helicopters just can't cut it anymore. So simply put, I mean, there are hundreds of silos spread out over hundreds of miles. Is this a question of the equipment just being obsolete or it hasn't been maintained well, it's decrepit? What do you mean? 
I think it's all of the above. Old helicopters tend to wear out, and uh, but you can keep them. You can keep a lot of aircraft flying a long time, as we've seen. We have a number of airplanes in the U.S. military inventory that are really old, older than the pilots that are flying them. But there is a, there's a point past which you cannot do any better, and the issue seems to be the amount of stuff they can carry uh, without refueling. And uh, so, so the bottom line is they can't do the jobs. And so the issue is uh, why aren't they being replaced and how to replace them? Mike Rogers, the uh, Alabama Republican who chairs the House Armed Services Strategic Forces Subcommittee, has been adamant to say we need to replace these ASAP. We know the helicopter that can do the job. It's called the UH-60M Blackhawk. Let's do it yesterday. On the other hand, there are a number of members of Congress who are saying, wait a minute, we would like to be able to compete for this program, which, by the way, there's a billion dollars in the Air Force's budget over the next five years to replace these helicopters. And so there's a lot of money on the line. And so it's an argument of, do you have competition, even if it's going to take longer to meet an urgent requirement or not? So the Black Hawk already meets the mission requirement. Uh, Is the Pentagon obliged by law to hold a competition, or can they do what they call a single-source contract? Absolutely, they can do a single-source or sole-source. The Competition and Contracting Act has a a waiver in it, basically, a number of different waivers that that allow them to uh, circumvent the competition requirement. And one of them is when there is an urgent and compelling need, such as a national security imperative, Uh, to go to one contractor. And believe me, they exercise this plenty of times. A great percentage of the Pentagon's contracts are sole source contracts. And so it wouldn't be unheard of. Now, obviously, people, you prefer to have a competition ordinarily. But Roger's point is, this is not an ordinary situation. The head of strategic command sent an urgent uh, letter uh, inside the Pentagon, a classified missive uh, last summer that said, no kidding, this is something that needs to be addressed ASAP. If you were to have a competition, this would no doubt uh, attract bids, potentially dozens of contractors, subcontractors, and the work would be presumably spread among many congressional districts, and that's where the appeal is? Well, or or they might just pick one helicopter and one main contractor to make it, but at least people would feel like they had a shot to compete for it. And uh, one understands why there's this, uh, there's this interest. Uh, one also understands that in certain circumstances, the need to compete uh, should take a backseat to meeting uh, an imperative of, of national security. Now, this top secret exercise was kept under wraps. How did you find out about it, and did the military acknowledge it willingly, or did it come out in the context of, of congressional hearings? What happened? Well, the fact that the helicopters need to be replaced has been something that's been talked about in the trade press for some time. But I noticed in recent hearings uh, on the Hill, people were talking a bit more urgently about it, and there was a House Armed Services Strategic Forces Subcommittee hearing a few weeks back where they came right out and said that there was an Air Force letter from the Air Force Secretary indicating that this alert requirement could not be met. And so I started asking around about it, and I got the the full backstory, at least as much of it as could be told without violating classification. CQ defense reporter John Donnelly on the tricky task of protecting the nation's nuclear missiles. I'm Adriel Bettelheim. Thanks for listening. Until next time, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at CQ Now. 
and you can download our podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. This ad brought to you by the Cato Institute, a nonprofit promoting American public policies based on individual liberty, limited government, free markets, and peaceful international relations, which encourages you to read and download new free reports regularly posted on their website, cato.org.